This Friday is St. Patrick's Day. Incidentally, it's also my wedding anniversary. Of course, I have no clue what I'm going to do for that. But I do have good news for all those Irish Catholics worried about eating corned beef on Friday. Plus, I've got emoji snakes, pink water, a blowjob app, and so much more. And if that wasn't weird enough, in recommended listening, I'm going with Bizarre States. Evening Hot Dado Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is a show where I give my little twist and spin on things in my life and weird news and nerdery and all such sort of fun little things that make up who I am. So, like I said... This Friday coming up is St. Patrick's Day. It's the big green beard uh, Cinco de Mayo for everybody to be Irish and everybody to get way more drunk than they would on any other holiday and listen to music they wouldn't listen to any other time of year. I call it the Irish uh, Cinco de Mayo because basically in modern times all you really do is drink a lot and party. It's just a big excuse to get drunk on a nationally recognized holiday. But, like I also mentioned, it's also my wedding anniversary. We actually, My wife and I actually got married on St. Patrick's Day. Not because it was any sort of big, oh, it's some symbolic thing because it's St. Patrick's Day. It was basically an easy-to-remember date that was coming up that I could justify taking the time off of work. That was basically it. Um, but... If you know me at all, if you've listened to the show at all, uh, I'm I'm terrible with holidays and gifts and things of this sort. So I really have not a clue what the hell I'm going to do. This is our eighth year wedding anniversary, for those of you who care. Um, And I don't know, I don't keep track of the what are you supposed to get on the eighth anniversary. I don't, I don't, I don't understand those weird things. The, oh, it's the paper anniversary. Oh, it's the uh, wood carving of a duck anniversary. I don't know. I really have no clue what those sort of things are. My wife keeps up on those. Kinda. I think she she looked it up for curiosity's sake one time. I know my sister-in-law keeps up on that shit because come fifth anniversary, she was calling for a new, uh, a new ring. But, yeah, that's tradition. Yeah. Okay, fine. I don't know where the hell those traditions come from. Uh, my wife and I are actually planning... Like I said, if you've listened before, you understand like the kind of person I am and the kind of couple we are. We're very introverted. We stick in our little hidey hole that is our house. Our little, our little hobbit hut that we have here. And we keep to ourselves. We don't go out a lot. Usually, if we're going to have a nice meal, we... St- Day in, we'll like go find a nice place that we like to go to and order takeout. It's like we're going to go to the steakhouse and order and order takeout from the steakhouse because we don't want to sit there in the restaurant with people around us. We'd rather sit at our own little table and eat our meal and watch our TV or sit there and just have a nice little conversation to ourselves. But that's what we'd rather. We'd rather be by ourselves rather than surrounded by a restaurant full of people. And we go to, like, our, the you know, they're not paying me for this. We'll go to Longhorn Steakhouse. That is our steakhouse of choice. We've tried a lot of others, and they were okay. But we like Longhorn. We like the atmosphere. We love the food. So that's where we go. And that's where we will sit down at Longhorn. If we are sitting down at Longhorn, we're also drinking. But that's a whole other thing. But... We'll go and we'll order a takeout because we just like to sit at home. And it's actually not a place where we are that crowded, where we're feeling like swamped by people. We just, I don't know, we get, eh, we'd rather be by ourselves and be able to sit there in our pajamas and not have to get all fancied up. We like to get fancied up and all that, but it's nice to be able to sit there and have a good meal 
and have a really well done professionally cooked steak and all the other awesome stuff they have without having to get all fancied up. You can sit there in your pajamas and eat your really good steak. So that's fun. And that's kind of, that's the kind of people we are. <sighs> but we also have that issue of, well, it's St. Patrick's Day. So well, tradition would say you should be having corned beef and cabbage. And incidentally, I never make corned beef and cabbage. I, I will cook corned beef on, on occasion just because hey, it's good. But corned beef and cabbage traditionally served, and by traditionally, I mean the worst possible way to serve it as humanly conceivable. Uh, my mom does this all the time. Incidentally, my mom's Mexican, but tradition dictates, hey, it's it's St. Patrick's Day. Like she's she's Mexican, but she's Catholic, so yeah, St. Patrick's Day. You you make corned beef and cabbage, and she does it the kind of old school, the way everybody else knows to do it is the whole slow cook the the corned beef, usually in like the, in the crock pot, and chop up all the cabbage and throw it in there. Ta-da! And this is you know, not bashing on my mom's cooking. This is the worst possible way you could ever make corned beef and cabbage, just from a flavor perspective, because it kind of blends out the meat, and it obliterates the cabbage until it turns into something out of uh, Charlie Bucket's uh, soup pot. That being said... It's our anniversary. We're not going to make corned beef and cabbage. We're going to probably order steak. Or we'll, we'll order in, we'll get some Italian or something. But that's the extent that I know what I'm doing for my anniversary. Because I suck at planning these things. And as much as we would like to, as much as I would like to shower my wife with gifts, we do not have the financial standing for me to go and buy my wife a new diamond ring. That'd be great. It'd be great if I had the money. I wouldn't use it for that <laughs> because jewelry is, it's a good investment if you're investing in it. If you're buying gold jewelry and diamonds and all this fun stuff with the intent for it to be like family heirloom. But if you were just buying your wife a ring to be, you know, like, oh, look, it's pretty. No, it's, a, it, it's, it's, a, you're throwing money away. Sorry. It should be in gold and silver and, and precious gems should be an investment, not an accessory. Uh, that being said, I, I wouldn't do that more on account of there are better things I could do with that money. Uh, my wife has decided that like, since we just got our tax money in, we've been kind of, I wouldn't say we've been splurgy, but we've been doing things for us and around the house fixing the, getting the car tuned up. We just got a new mattress. We, and on Friday, as kind of her idea for our anniversary present, she is paying off our van. So as of Friday, our anniversary, we will no longer have one of our car payments, which will be great. And we're also taking the van in to get the AC fixed, if you remember that story. So we're going to get, because Today, on the the, you know, the week of St. Patrick's Day, now to be fair, we're coming up on spring break and it should be warm. It's going to be 93 degrees today. 93 Fahrenheit, which for those of you in Australia, because I have a pretty good size Australian audience, um, I had the conversion and I lost it. Oh, well, it's fucking hot. It's 93 degrees today. And it's not even spring break yet. It's in some places, but whatever. It's, it's, it's hot. So yeah, I'm just, I need my air conditioner back. Now I, I made it through all last summer without it and it sucked. It sucked more for the boys than for me. I can deal with rolling down the windows, but I've got four kids. You can't do that. That's just not safe. So I guess you could say our big, my big anniversary present and our anniversary present this year is getting the van paid off and the air conditioner fixed because right now my wife hates being in my van without air conditioner, especially when it's 90 something damn degrees. So I guess she's paying off my van and I'm getting the air conditioner fixed for her. So there, anniversary presents covered. Uh, but that being said, Leading into my first news story, and I totally didn't plan it this way. It was just a really funny, nice little, hey, sparked a thought. 
So, I mentioned, it's Lent. No meat on Fridays. Especially for Catholics. Especially for those highly observant Irish Catholics. Well, a a cardinal in Boston, what is like the top, I guess you could say the most Irish Catholic diocese in the country, uh, has granted a pardon. What does he be a pardon? I don't know. But he's basically given his blessing for all of those Irish Catholics, or anybody, I, I imagine, if you're you're a Mexican Catholic, you're no, you don't have to follow us. But has provided an exemption for St. Patrick's Day to be able to eat corned beef and cabbage, the traditional Irish meal, on a Lenten Friday. So you're not supposed to eat meat on Fridays during Lent, but St. Patrick's Day, traditional, because my understanding is basically because this is a celebration of a saint, right? And the traditional meal of this celebration is corned beef. So you basically get a pass. You get to eat corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Friday because it's honoring a saint. Which, hey, you know what? If if that's your thing, that's your thing. And that's cool. Because, hey, it's it's kind of a jip. <laughs> I, was, I, I grew up Catholic and it was... Thinking about that, I remember the crap you would get for eating a fucking bologna sandwich, whatever. Yeah, it's just it's it's it kind of sucks, but it's it's inter- it's kind of funny. The uh, this particular uh, uh, bishop bishop yeah yes cardinal haha. Even bigger. Uh, this particular cardinal has actually done this pretty much every time uh, St. Patrick's Day rolls around on a Friday. He gives the same, like, hey, no, it's cool. Because it's, as far as the church is concerned, it's referred to as the Feast of St. Patrick. And St. Patrick is the patron saint of the Archdiocese of Boston. Again, because there's so many Irish Americans in Boston. And if you really watch, if you've seen any movie about Boston, they're all fucking Irish. So that's it. It's really, I mean, that's where everybody came across when you were talking about, you know, the Irish moving to America. They all landed in Boston. So, yeah, that's just kind of it. the, The Irish run Boston and that's just kind of it. And so, damn it, you're going to let them have their corned beef and cabbage and their green beer on St. Patrick's Day. And who the fuck really drinks green beer? I'm sorry. Really? Just drink a Guinness. I have one in my fridge. I'll probably drink it for my anniversary just because. Just thinking about it now. is like, I have it. I've won. And I will probably drink it for my anniversary. I've never had a Guinness before in my life. I got it on a, hey, maybe I should try this just because. And so I'm going to try it. And I guess I'll save it for my anniversary just because it's St. Patrick's Day. What the hell? But let's see. What else do we have here? Da, 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 da. Oh, <laughs> the the article goes on to point again. He's this this particular uh, cardinal has given this sort of pass before. Apparently, two thousand four, uh, he did not grant dispensation to allow Red Sox fans to enjoy hot dogs when uh, the Red Sox home opener. Landed on Good Friday that year. <laughs> so, St. Patrick's Day, it's okay to have corned beef. I'm sorry, Red Sox fans, you cannot have hot dogs just because it's a game day. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, moving on from meat. A reptile breeder spent eight years. It was eight years to breed an emoji-patterned snake. I shit you not. To the point where this people didn't believe. There's, there's pictures of it. He actually made a YouTube video, and the YouTube video was almost called out for being fake because the snake was pretty much asleep. So you just barely notice his little tongue flickering in the video. But and I've got the pictures posted on uh, in the show notes at odddeadout.blogspot.com. 
but you've got all the links and all that fun stuff. But there's the pictures of this guy bred a piebald ball python, which I, they call them dream sickles because of their coloration. It's basically a white and yellow, like colored ball python, which are little snakes. My sister actually has a bunch of these things. Sorry, I'm not a snake person. They freak the shit out of me. I don't. Nah. Nevertheless, this guy bred a ball python over the course of eight years with particular colorations to where he's got a bunch of smiley faces. They say they're smiley faces. These look like squashed faces. And I realize it's a coloration pattern on a snake, and so it's not going to be perfectly clean and all that. But he's got like three or four kind of creepy smiley face patterns in his scales. And it's cool, I guess. It's, it's, huh? Because it's, it's cool having a unique snake. Apparently that's just what this guy does. He basically specialty breeds snakes and other reptiles for particular clients or like high end, basically custom pets. Because I guess with reptiles, you can more easily control their, those sort of details. And so you can go in and, oh, this one's got this color pattern. And so you, after a couple, after some time, you can, I want a chameleon or I want an iguana that has these sort of color patterns or whatever, or a snake or whatever. And in this case, a smiley face emoji snake. Uh, he, they normally, like you buy, you're just going to get a ball python. They say they run from anywhere from 40 to 150 bucks, but the, he could probably get like $4,000 for this snake if he were to sell it. Apparently, he's not selling it. Uh, he's just said that, like, no, this is a one-of-a-kind thing, and it's very high demand, and I've put a lot of work into it, so I'm not selling. Which, good on you, dude, because that's a fuck. Uh, I mean, eight eight years of work... Which is essentially your work, because he's a he's a selective breeder. He does this for a living, and yet he put all this work into it for personal. Eh? Yeah, it's not. Eh. Oh well, it's just weird. It, it's cool. It's a waste of time. I mean, it, it's it's like a it's like when they make a movie trailer that. That's just to show what the, they want it to look like. This is a proof of concept snake. The snake is just proof that he could do this. And I think that's what it really was. It's like, I want to make a snake with a really unique, there's no way you're ever going to find this in the wild. I, you obviously paid a lot of money for this pattern or you painted it. A lot of people were thinking, looking at the picture that he just painted a snake or it's all photoshopped or something. Like I said, he put a little, uh, YouTube video of the snake just kind of sitting there and him holding it and like, yeah, look, it's a real snake. And the video is not really that convincing, but whatever. It's a, it's an emoji snake. And again, I've got pictures of it on the webpage. Ah, okay. Moving on. Let's see. Ah, I, I don't know how to, how, what I want to do about this, this story. Uh, a, a Mexican town commemorates the, the the victims of a fireworks explosion with a fireworks display. No shit. Now, this town, it's basically, it's a, a little town in Mexico, and pretty much their entire economy and their entire workforce, they all make fireworks. That's what they do. This entire town exists as a giant sprawled out. It's a fireworks town. That's all they do. They make fireworks. They set off fireworks. That's their entire community. Some 30,000 people work for fireworks companies. That's what they do. Well, apparently back around Christmas, something happened. Something went wrong and something went off. It set off essentially the entire town and Almost the entire town was leveled by just the chain reaction of fireworks and things going off. 
which sucks. Let's see. The uh, San Pablito Pyrotechnics Market uh, on the outskirts of Mexico City. So, basically, they have this giant, like, open market for fireworks. Something sets something off. Chain reaction blows the entire market to smithereens. And 42 people died as a result of this explosion. So, what do they do? We're going to have a fireworks show to commemorate and honor those people that died. Now, here's the conflict. Here's where I'm like, really? These people's livelihood is in fireworks. This is all they know. This is what they do. They, you know, from a young age, kids are making fireworks for generations. That's what this community does. So what, what other way do they have to pay tribute to their fallen friends, but a fireworks display? But isn't it kind of a little wrong to be, you know, having a fireworks display to commemorate people that were killed by fireworks? I mean, it's, I don't have a metaphor for this. <laughs> I don't have a comparative thing. It's like having a parade where you like it's it's like a gun parade to it's like having a parade float that looks like a giant gun and it's supposed to be uh, to commemorate people who were killed in gun violence. That's what they're doing. And I realize, again, I understand it's the anti-gun violence parade brought to you by Smith and Wesson. It's, I, I understand that that's what these people know. And that's what they do and everything they do in their lives and their entire economy and everything in their community revolves around fireworks. But your friends were killed by fireworks. Maybe you could come up with some other way to pay tribute to them. Other than rubbing the the method of their demise in their face, it's just a little I don't know, and the I understand it. That's that's why I'm I'm conflicted about. The, I understand where they're coming from because it's what they do. Like, what other way do we have to pay tribute to these people than a fireworks display and a, and a show of beauty? And because fireworks are awesome, and fireworks look great, and I love fireworks. But when you were killed by fireworks, I don't think you want fireworks display. I think at that point, you're, fuck fireworks. These fuckers killed me. Fireworks can go to hell. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not dead, and I definitely wasn't not killed by fireworks. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, I think, yes. No, I got one more story before I take my my little break here. My last little happy kind of fun story for today. There's a Canadian town that has pink water. At least had pink water. But the town, the city, it's perfectly fine. According to the city, pink water is perfectly fine. You want to know how pink? Check out the pictures on the, on the show notes. Really. It's pink. It's like... Ghostbusters 2 slime pink. So, just to backtrack, the town in Alberta, Canada, I'm not going to pronounce that on the way. I don't know. I'm. Uh, it's in Alberta, Canada. So, turn on the faucets. Water's pink. Again, like Ghostbusters 2 slime pink. And uh, I don't know about you, I'd be a little shocked. I've had instances where there was the, where you turned on the sink and the water's coming out brown or hazy or some other type of contaminant. That looks normal. If you could, you open the sink and the water's brown, you know there's something wrong and it's dirty. It's dirty, there's something wrong. You turn on the water and it's pink, you're like, what the fuck is radiated bullshit is this? So, of course, they look into it, and the city looks into it, and they go back to the water treatment plant, and they find out, I gotta try and pronounce this, they have an excess of potassium permanganate, permanganate, what, permanganate, 
basically it's a it's a, a how do they phrase it? I'm going to find where they say how they use it. It's it's basically just a water treatment chemical. Uh, it's it's it improves clarification and is used primarily to control taste and odors, control biological growth in the treatment plants, and remove iron and manganese. So it's 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 basically the primary chemical that they use to pull all the crap out of the out of the water for when they're purifying the water. And somewhere along the line, way like way, 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 way too much of it got into the water. Uh, it looks like I guess like it the whole the system's backed up and so it just basically took all of it like all of it and pumped it out into the into the system which just at that level it just turned everything pink and they came out and said yeah no it's perfectly safe you've been drinking this stuff already it's just been in a much smaller concentration so you didn't notice it but if it, it, it's perfectly safe you can drink it and then they said, hey, we got the lines cleared out, but just to make sure your house lines are cleared out, yeah, you might want to run the water for a bit to flush your own house. Fine. And, I, and again, I've dealt with that with, I've, I've had cases where the city said, hey, don't drink the water for like a week. Like, hey, where's, we had a, a, a main break and now the, all the entire, all the water is contaminated. You can't drink the water. Oh, and once we get it back on, you're going to want to turn on every faucet in your house for about 30 minutes to flush the lines. <laughs> I get that. I've I've experienced that. But that was because there was like a toxic biological contaminant. This, they're just saying, oh, no, it's perfectly safe. It's just pink. They did all, but they did mention that if you bathe in the pink water, that uh, you it might turn you brown. It's harmless and temporary, but it could turn you brown. All right. Pink water turns you brown. But it's perfectly safe. Pink water, it'll turn you brown. It might, you know, reduce your iron, apparently. But it's perfectly safe. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that's... <laughs> I don't... Perfectly safe. Perfectly, per perfectly safe. All right. I'm going to take my first little... Uh, promo break here, refill my coffee, and I will be back with the really weird shit. What's happening with the mole man? What, what's happening to the new man? What's happening with the mole man? I don't know the song about the new man. Hey, it's the new man. If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, why not check out what's happening with the new man? With the crazy bad scientist from Australia talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids what's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you check it out now it's on itunes what's happening with the new man also on podbeam and all your social media pipes make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode you don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from australia what's happening with the new man hi it's lisa from small things if we all do small things, we can make a big difference. Visit our website, smallthings.net.au, and remember to smile. Bullshit from the news. Ooh, now we get into the weird stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't weird. This is the weird stuff. There is now... An oral sex app. Yep. All right, guys, don't get too excited. It's for women. Ocast lets you literally phone in oral sex to a female. <laughs> the little device i guess um basically this little app that you put on your phone 
allows you to, how do I say this? You, (laughs) you have the little app and the way they put it, uh, you can lick the phone in the the method and the path and the pattern and the timing and the rhythm and the blah, 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 blah. Uh, which then stores that, downloads it to a Bluetooth-connected vibrator, which, so they, yeah, which the, 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 the lady would, or usually a lady, would then use, and it, again, it downloaded these patterns. And, and they mentioned, yeah, you could use your finger to, to scribble this, but, you know, hey, it's marketing. But yeah, telling people to lick the phone just, you know, helps clickbait. Their words. Um, yeah. There's an app for that. <laughs> like, now, I've covered some weird stuff and I've covered some kind of wonky, dirty stories before. This one's just, this is weird even for me. And, you would think this is one of those because Japan. It's not Japanese. It's not Japanese. Holy fuck. It's, it's so weird. It is. Uh, where is this from? It's, it's, it's. Digital marketplace allows people to upload simulated oral sex sessions that can then be downloaded on a vibrator via Bluetooth. That's how this works. You lick your phone. It downloads it to her vibrator. And it does the work for you. I'm going to point out. Duh, it's not the same thing. And dear God, is this fucking lazy. Now, I'm not normally one to dig into these sort of issues here. But really... Just do the work. <laughs> because honestly, if, if I don't, if, if I'm the girl using that's on the receiving end of this app, I'm thinking, and apparently they've got, they've got pre, you know, pre-made, uh, downloads for this. What the fuck does he, she need you for? If she's already using the toys, the app is not going to be your friend. This is not for you. The app is not going to... My own, I can only see this as like a long distance thing. And again, you know what? I think Skype probably has this covered. I think just Skyping in this... If you're going to be uh, sexting or doing phone sex or video chat sex or live camera sex, or whatever the hell not actually having sex that you're going to be doing. This is like the lowest common denominator, seriously. This is, here, lick your phone, I'll download it into my sex toys. It's like the lowest form of not having sex, of pretending to be having sex, and it's being marketed essentially to guys that aren't going to do the work. Sorry. Because you know what? You're licking your phone. Or you're sitting there, you know, scribbling on your phone, whatever. But, yeah. Sorry. I mean, you know, phoning it in is already a bad term. When you're literally phoning it in. (laughs) I don't know why I'm just... I'm mystified by this story and this device, and I understand that the the reason why people come up with these things, because why not? Because that's just kind of the thing with it. everything. Why not? That's like nowadays, it's like, well, why did you make that? Why wouldn't we make it? Why wouldn't we make a blowjob app? Or to be fair, this is not a blowjob app. This is a cunilingus app. Um, they apparently did make a male version of this. Uh, so they've, it just didn't sell very well. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, they attempted a, a similar device for fellatio, but to quote, sales have been limp. 
I guess when you're in the sex toy business, the bad puns just flow out of you. But it's if you're interested, this thing costs $250. Really? What the hell? I'm no, nah, sorry. I'm pretty sure if you if you were going to spend $250 for this, go to you could go to the Bunny Ranch for that. <laughs> I don't know how close you are to Vegas or where the prostitution situation is around you, but I'm pretty sure it's cheaper to just get a hooker and have it for real. Or in case of the ladies, a male hooker, whoever. I don't know. I'm pretty sure you're better off just finding an actual person that's not going to be willing to lick their phone and would rather just go for it. Okay. And now for the jackass of the week, which I just, I really, 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 and I say this just about every time, I need an effect for this, and I'm sure I have one somewhere, but it's just crap. Um, uh, Cleveland carjacker caught because he couldn't drive the stick shift. Oh, I guess I should say alleged carjacker. But this guy, 18-year-old, had just been released, literally, like within hours, just been released on bail for carjacking. Then goes and jacks two more cars. The second of which, and apparently he was using a fucking pellet gun, but the second of which, the guy had it was a Mustang, was a stick shift. Him and his little idiot companion, he was sitting there, and they get in, they like get the guy out of his car, and then realize it's a stick. Neither of these idiots can drive stick, and he's like, "Hey, how do you do this?" And he's trying to get him to. Tell him how to drive his car, because, you know, you totally want to give the carjacker lessons on how to drive stick. And then the guy's like, guy's not helping him, obviously. So <laughs> they get out and they take off with his keys, with his phone, all this stuff. Uh, police GPS track the guy's phone. And where do they find him? They end up finding him with the keys to the the phone they got the guy's phone his mustang keys and the keys to the other car what was it uh the jeep cherokee from a other lady but and they, they still say accused and i guess they have to say legally say accused carjacker okay i didn't i didn't jack these cars i just found these keys and this phone and all these possessions that belong to these people that had their cars jacked it wasn't me i just found all this shit yo because you know it's cleveland so he just talks like that uh i got some mug shots on 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 the web page too uh and again all the links all the fun really fucking dumb okay now i realize this segment is basically 99 percent of the time dumb criminal segment um but really if you're gonna be a carjacker hey what the fuck for i mean i i, I don't understand if straight normal ordinary car thievery i understand like gone in 60 seconds shit like you're stealing cars for parts or for high-end clientele or whatever you know like again gone in 60 seconds shit that like you're stealing the cars to a purpose carjackers don't do that they and uh, unless it's like oh you're running from the cops like you just robbed a bank and you your getaway car is gone or whatever the hell or you ran it off a off the side of the road and you needed to jack another car to keep escaping those cases i understand but those aren't carjackers those are fugitives you are running from the law actively and it is give me your damn car now I get that. But this guy was just running around jacking cars for the fuck of it. Really, ordinary robbery would have been fine by him. He's making off with the phones and just like, you can't sell these cars. You're 18. You don't have the resources to be going around. You're not so involved in some big time scheme or some shit. You know, you're not dealing with some international car, uh, stolen car syndicate. 
You're just some schmuck in Cleveland who's jacking cars and you're not going to, what do you, what's your end game here? At 18, you don't have the brain cells to, obviously, you didn't even know how to fucking drive sticks so you're a shit carjacker in the first place. But you don't even have the brain cells to process how to drive a stick shift and what you're going to do with these stolen cars because you can't sell them. You can't sell them. You can't do anything with them. You're not advanced enough mentally to part out a car. So what the fuck is your plan? And again, he didn't even have the Jeep he stole. He didn't. He's failed. He has failed. So he sucks as a carjacker. Obviously, he's gotten caught twice. Once for a really dumbass reason. So, yeah, Mr. Cleveland Carjacker, dumb fuck kid, because he's a dumb fucking kid. (sighs) I would tell him to learn to drive stick, but that would just make him better at being a dumb criminal. So, he's now sitting in jail uh, on a now $100,000 bond. And, yeah, he's an idiot. All right. Ah, stupid criminals, stupid criminals. All right, I'm going to take one more quick little Potter and Family break, and I will be back to wrap up with this week's recommended listening. What is the Potter and Family? Hey guys, it's Rad Dad Chad, J Mills, and Lil Man. From the Full of Fiber podcast. Hey, this is Bro from the World of Bro podcast. Hey, this is Rick from Ice and the Face. This is Eric Mocker from the Mockers podcast. This is Cyanide from the Little Geek Loss podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Stands podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Juliette Miranda from the Unwritable Rant podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast. This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Gareth from the Open All Powers podcast. This is Nock from the Geek Over podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family and use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. So as if I don't cover enough weird stuff already. Naturally, you'd imagine I'm kind of attracted to the weird stuff, uh, which brings me to this week's uh, recommended listening, which is Bizarre States, which is actually a Nerdist podcast. Uh, and I say it's a Nerdist podcast in that it is uh, on the Nerdist network. And if you don't know Nerdist, that's Chris Hardwick and from fucking everything, Talking Dead and At Midnight. And I think he's got the new show, The Wall. And of course, the Nerdist podcast, and he used to be on Singled Out and a million other things. He runs the company, not on this show. This show is hosted by Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser, who have been with Nerdist since the G4 days. They've actually been around quite a long time. Uh, Chobot does Nerdist news and Mothership and a bunch of other shit. And she's, she's just, I don't know how to, do, she's just awesome. She's, she's like, she's nerd queen up there in, in the nerdist world. She's the one that's, she's just cool. That's it. Uh, Bowser is a, is equally nerdy. He's more of the movie and, and <laughs> it's hard to describe these two without just listening to the show because that's where you really get that understanding of who they are. They're just kind of, they're nerds into the weird creepy shit. Uh, so let's, let's just go with the official statement. Cause I like to do that now. Let's see. Join Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser as they lift the veil and showcase the hauntings, urban myths, unsolved murders, and general oddities that everyone has experienced, but no one wants to talk about. That makes this show sound so much more professional than it is. Because again, we're talking about two people from Nerdist, which means this is a comedy show. 
And but I don't mean they're sitting there cracking jokes and they're doing stand up routines. But if you know me, you'd understand that everything I do has some sort of snark and comedy to it. So that's them, basically. That is what they do. Uh, they like I I grew up with that sort of interest in the paranormal and aliens and ghosts and monsters and obsession with Bigfoot and Nessie and all that stuff. And it's kind of like my whole family. That's just what we were into. And then growing up in Arizona, that's, you know, it's everywhere. They all congregate here, but I'm, I'm kind of that smart assy nerd. And so are Bowser and Chobot. They, you're getting all that weird aliens and ghosts and all this. And they do a lot of the same sort of weird type of news stories I do. Uh, but they do it with that same sort of snark and crack and cracking jokes. And they, and you're going to find as many poop jokes and stories about uh, her son peeing on her during potty training and stuff like that, or weird cat stories and all that because they're nerds and they're not these, those uptight people. It's not like, because there's so many of those paranormal and weird stuff shows and goat story shows and Bigfoot shows and whatever, where they take it so seriously and they get so they're, they're like the hyper nerds, the scientists that are out there who are like giving you all of the strict evidence and are being very serious about it. And they're not, they cover some weird stuff. They, I, I'm trying to remember there was one, they talk about a lot of conspiracy theories and Bigfoot sightings and, and a lot of like, like go, like I said, a lot of ghost stories. They do listener stories, which are primarily people sending in like their personal ghost stories. I probably should send it. I've got a lot of my own that I should send in, but that's what they do. And it's weird news and paranormal and just aliens. And it's the whole mixed bag of everything bizarre. And mixed with their weird, wonky, quirky personalities, all the way down to like Twitter hack, like harassing the makers of, of Junior Mints until they sent them like a fucking case of Junior Mints and a Junior Mints pillow and all this stuff. But at the same time, they've got, you know, Ouija boards and penis shaped candles and things like this and talking about, you know, fan films about serial killer dicks and, Again, that's, that's them. They're the weirdos. They're the weird goofballs talking about the weird goofball shit in a weird goofball way. And they're fun and they're not so damn uptight about all this stuff like so many others in the field are. This is just, this is Jessica and Bowser having fun talking about the weird shit that they like to talk about where they're not being paid for it. <laughs> it's not part of their job at Nerdist. This is the shit they do at Nerdist when they're not doing their jobs. That's it. <sighs> but it's cool. And it's uh, this is just this is my style of weird stuff show aside from the weird stuff I share with you. So, I highly recommend checking out Bizarre States, and they they will point you, because they're just as big of fans, they will point you in the direction of some of those other more serious podcasts and, and weird news stories if you're into that stuff too, because where are they going to find stuff if they're not looking at everybody else too? But you can check out Bizarre States at nerdist.com slash podcast slash bizarre dash states and it's b-a-z-a-r-r-e hyphen states because bizarre is a weird word or you could just go to odddeadout.blogspot.com and there's a nice happy uh, link there and the happy little picture and there's the little uh, recommended listening page that's got all of my previous recommended listening for you to check out and subscribe to because it's tripod month and you should be checking out other shows or you should be finding, because I've got a nice little wide selection of weird stuff there. Check out my recommended listening section 
And maybe you've got a friend who doesn't listen to podcasts and maybe you need to get them into some stuff. And I've got a nice little selection, whether it's Bizarre States or uh, What's the Tea with RuPaul or Movie Maintenance or any of the Sands Pants shows that I've talked about so far. My little collection here in my recommended listening is is slowly building up. I've got a lot of stuff that... If you want to get somebody into podcast, I've I've got a little something for everybody right now. I'm building up quite the little collection. And I want you to go out there and find a friend who doesn't listen and share with them and turn them on to podcasts and podcasting because podcasts are cool. Because as Emily from the story behind pointed out, one in five people listen to podcasts, and you right now are the cool one. Your other four friends aren't as cool. So you need to make them as cool as you are for being into podcasts. It's your responsibility to do that. Uh, have I guilt-tripped you yet? Have let, let the guilt sink in. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. But <laughs> I do know that it is time to wrap things up. So, like I've mentioned a bunch of times before, you can find all the links to all of these weird stories and some nice happy pictures and, of course, the recommended listening at odddadout.blogspot.com. There is a little contact page there if you want to get in touch with me or you could find me on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout. And... You can subscribe. There's little subscribe links there for iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and Spreaker and all sorts of fun things. So subscribe to the show. Leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear from you no matter what, good or bad. If you want to leave me hate mail, go ahead. It at least tells me you're listening. But until next week, I'm Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out. Thank you and good night. Good night.